I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the news du jour. Happy Monday. So it's a big week for us here today uh, at Sugar Free Media. I have my first keynote speech and we have so much coming up. Um, I also wanted to note that the Oscars were last night and we will cover them for tomorrow's episode. So again, if there's ever any big events, they won't be covered the next day, but the following day. Um, Anywho... To kick off the episode, we are going to go through some Ukraine stories, and then we have two other stories for you guys at the tail end of today's episode. So stay tuned for those, and let's dive in to Ukraine. So first up in news about Ukraine, Russia has lost control of Kyrgyzstan, or have they? So the first city that had been overtaken by Russia is potentially back in play. The Pentagon reported that Ukrainian troops were actually pushing back the Russian invaders. But at the same time, reports directly from Ukrainians in Kyrgyzstan was that Russia actually was still maintaining control. So, you know, it's really hard to say who might have the better intel here. Obviously, it seems like the Ukrainians would. Um, at the same time, though, the U.S. often has a kind of bird's eye view to these things with satellites and things like that. And there may be something that's, you know, going on that we're noticing. But the thing is, uh, it is a, an important distinction to make um, and not just symbolically. Yes, this is the first city that Putin took, so it would certainly be a blow to his ego to lose it. But what's more relevant is that this city is strategically important because it's a port city. And so taking it back would really give Ukraine a lot more of an upper hand. So (laughs) I just hate that we don't know for sure because it was being reported at first that it was for sure that, you know, Ukraine had the city back, but um, we're really not sure at the moment. So I'll keep you guys posted on that important news. And next up, rockets strike in Lviv. So in Lviv, a city that sits on the Polish border was struck by at least two missiles over the weekend. Russia targeted and hit an oil and gas terminal, as well as a factory that was making military products. Luckily, no one was killed in either of these attacks, but about five people were injured. Also relevant, this attack just so happened to go down while Biden was just next door in Poland speaking. 
So despite this attack, could Russia actually be pulling back? So despite the aggression in Lviv, there has been chatter among intel experts that Russia maybe pulling back soon, you know, kind of away from their efforts around Kyiv and rather focusing on the areas of eastern Ukraine that they had set out to take in the first place. Especially if they were to lose Kyrgyzstan, it would look very unlikely that they would be prepared to take the entire country, especially as they've failed thus far to capture the capital city of Kyiv. And next up in news about Ukraine, Biden gave a fiery speech from Poland. So Biden gave a freaking fierce speech while in Poland over the weekend. The backdrop was a castle in Warsaw that was lit up at night. So very dramatic. (laughs) Um... And it was a dramatic effect of him standing on the closest NATO territory to Ukraine and giving a bold speech. He declared, quote, this is a test of all time and, quote, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, end quote. He was taking direct aim at Vladimir Putin with that quote, obviously. He also warned that it would likely be a long time before the end of this war, saying, quote, this battle will not be won in days or months either. We need to steel ourselves for the long fight ahead, end quote. There have now been about two million refugees to flow out of Ukraine And NATO has been instrumental in accepting those fleeing violence and helping them to find a place to land. People are struggling to decide whether or not Biden's speech was a call for the Russian people to take out their own leader or whether he might have been calling on Putin to resign which would obviously be a lost cause on the onset just because of who Putin is as a person. So, you know, lots of experts are trying to break down what exactly his intention was behind making that comment, but it was definitely a bold statement. And that is it for news regarding Ukraine for today. So we're going to kind of shift gears into a story about Ginny Thomas. So a woman named Ginny Thomas has been the talk of the town this week in D.C. And not just because she's married to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. It has long been a known fact that Ginny is of a pretty conservative mindset. She was a long-term supporter of President Trump's. And as it turns out, though, in the weeks following the presidential election, she actually texted Mark Meadows, Trump's chief of staff, repeatedly urging him to, quote, release the Kraken and save us from the left taking America down, end quote. Whoa. She reportedly texted Mark 29 times on the subject, and he did not always respond. 
I'd imagine he was pretty busy at this time, but she continued to urge the chief of staff to overturn the election results. She refers to November 3rd as the day of the heist and honestly rambles quite a bit in these text messages. You know, they've been released online into um, different news outlets, so you can read them in full if you would like to. She uses a lot of QAnon terminology and seems to genuinely believe that there had been voter fraud in this past election. To many people, having a blatant and adamant conspiracy theorist this close to a Supreme Court justice is pretty alarming. And it seems that Ginny was not only corresponding with Mark Meadows, but also with Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, as well as Sidney Powell, a prominent lawyer who was advising the Trump team at the time. This is definitely a conflict of interest. And it also turns out that Ginny attended the January 6th rally in support of President Trump before things got out of hand. A lot of people are alarmed by this behavior, despite the fact that it's never been a secret that she and her husband both lean pretty conservative. I also wanted to note that (laughs) in the midst of all this news and sort of gossip like swirling around Ginny and her involvement with the Trump administration, uh, it's also important to note that her husband actually just got out of the hospital. Um, I don't know if you guys remember last week we mentioned he had flu-like symptoms and was hospitalized for them, but he was expected to make a full recovery from the beginning and he has. And so he's been left or he's left the hospital since. So just wanted to give you guys that update as well. But there is a lot of sort of craziness swirling around this family right now. So We'll just have to see what happens next and we'll keep you guys posted. So for our final story today, I actually have some bad news on the Chinese plane crash. So it turns out on that plane crash, and if you're confused as to what story this is, definitely go back to last week. Um, But as it turns out, the plane actually nose dove straight down into the earth they got they recovered what's called like a black box and it basically like you can plug it into a computer and understand like what happened in a crash and yeah basically it was like a 90 degree angle the plane just went straight down for some reason and it's really hard for these experts to imagine really how this would have happened because it seems like you would or they believe you'd have to very deliberately do this and so no one really knows but it's still being investigated but in terms of the bad news all 132 people on board died in the crash Chinese officials just announced that they have fully identified 120 of the victims via DNA analysis so as to be able to return some remains to the families and just confirm things. But they're still working on the remaining victims, but they've established that there there were no survivors. So sad news to end on, but I just wanted to keep you guys updated on that. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, beauty has nothing to do with where true confidence comes from.
If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.